Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Probably True. Stories of queer life and even queerer sex. Please be aware that this podcast contains strong language and adult themes. It would be boring without them. I was messaging with a super hot guy recently. The really hot kind. The kind who's a bit too hot. Like, you're surprised they're actually into you. I had my suspicions from the beginning, but we chatted and flirted and the sexy pics he sent me didn't look obviously photoshopped, which is always a mark of quality. I have a certain amount of respect for someone who will spend hours putting their face on a hot body to impress me with a photo, rather than, say, spending the same amount of time impressing me with their personality. Or even just going to the gym so that their body looks like that anyway. I'm still not going to shag them. But there is a delicious contradiction in the amount of time and effort people take to fake something rather than just do it properly in the first place. I love it. Anyway, hot guy. He invites me over and it turns out they're really his photos. He really is hot and he really wants to get jiggy. It would be rude not to at that point. So we do. And while we're at it, I'm doing my best to remember as much of it in detail as possible for future reminiscing. Like when you're having a moment to yourself and you decide to go through your personal highlight reel. And I kind of want to impress him as well, because I don't like admitting this, but if it's good the first time, he might want to do it again, and everyone likes having sex with hot people. Maybe I shouldn't be too bothered about admitting that. And maybe he'll recommend me to his hot friends. Because hot people only have hot friends. And in the future, I'll be their go-to great sex person. You know, like how you're supposed to make friends with a doctor and a lawyer and a plumber, so you've always got someone to call on in an emergency. It's horribly transactional. I don't like that way of thinking at all. I've never structured any of my social interactions that way, which is why all of my friends are useless. But I do vet them in a more, which of you is not annoying me right now, kind of a way. Anyway, I'm not a doctor or a lawyer or a plumber. I mean, I can sort your pipes out. Maybe this is how I get into some new social circles, just banging my way in. So we're going at it. I'm doing my best to be impressive, putting the moves on, giving him the old razzle-dazzle. And as I'm trying to get him to shift his weight so we can move seamlessly from one position to the next, he says, no, don't worry about it. Just keep on like this. Make me come. And I'm like, oh, right. Here I am, trying to enjoy myself and make sure he's having a good time, wasting a thoroughly adequate dicking on someone who just didn't fancy having a wank. Like, oh no, I never masturbate. I'm far too pretty for that kind of thing. I just invite someone round to do it for me. <laughs> At that point, I was tempted to give it to him good and hard until he was almost there and then stop and kick him out. But I was raised with manners. So I finished him off with a smile, just like my mum taught me, and then I kicked him out. There's nothing quite as dehumanising or disappointing generally as shagging someone who's just there because they want a more responsive version of a dildo without any thought of enjoying the moment or appreciating the person who's putting all the effort in. 
It reminds me most of a teenage boy who doesn't want to enjoy the wank. He just wants to grit his teeth and get it over with so he can go back to watching YouTube videos about becoming an alpha male or whatever. Anyway, I don't want this to become an episode where I'm just complaining about bad sex because I've got an appointment next week and I don't think I'll make it if you get me started. Mostly, it got me thinking about approaches to sex. There have definitely been times when I've just been ready for it to be over, despite being nowhere near my own personal moment of it being over, but I like to think of those as the outliers, the anomalies, the opportunities to flex my acting muscles. Not to brag, but I got an A-star at GCSE drama. I know how to sell it. Key is not to overdo it. Anyway, the thing I've found over the course of my sexual career is that orgasms shouldn't be the goal. Don't get me wrong, they're lovely. I think we should all have more of them, preferably in the company of another person or persons that we all find very attractive. But if sex is just a sprint to the finish line, finish puddle, oh, then it seems like you're missing out on a lot of the good stuff that happens along the way. The physical sensations of touch and smell and the sounds and movements of the other person as you do nice things to them and they reciprocate doing nice things to you. And there's all this responding in ways that are pleasing and the two or three or however many of you are moving in a sensuous dance of sweaty, moaning, reciprocal pleasure. Not just two minutes of frantic humping like a terrier on a cushion. It's a bit like if you were invited to a party and the host said, yeah, it's going to be great, everyone's going to be really pissed, it's going to get so messy. And you arrived and the party was in full swing and everyone was really happy to see you as you walked through the door. But then you stood in the hallway, downed all the booze you could get your hands on, vomited on the sofa and fell asleep in the garden. The key elements are right, I guess. But there's generally more to it than treating it like a to-do list to be ticked off as quickly as possible. The parts what make it fun are the other things that happen along the way, is my point. The socialising, flirting with strangers, getting to know new people, going through the host's bathroom cupboards and googling whatever medicines you find so you can find out exactly what's wrong with them. Stuff like that. I think I've tortured that metaphor quite enough, I'll move on to another one. But you get my drift. It can actually be a lot of fun to do the opposite and prolong things as long as you can. Be a bit teasing, a little bit kind of, oh, maybe I will, maybe I'm going to make that happen for you, maybe I'm not. Ooh. I don't mean thinking about Boris Johnson naked doing jumping jacks or anything like that, but just by shifting your thinking a little bit. See how long you can keep things going without anyone actually reaching their destination. Keep circling the block, as it were. Switch the GPS off and go wander round a bit, see what happens. And any time anyone seems to be looking for a parking spot, take a detour. Change what you're doing entirely. Maybe don't do it for too long because they might rip your head off and finish themselves off with your neck stump. But for a while, it can be really fun and very sexy. The whole thing is a lot more satisfying with plenty of build-up. It elevates the experience above just another bodily function. And just getting it done is fine for some things, of course. For example, you realise you want a big poo. You have a big poo. You wash your hands. You feel relieved. You carry on with the rest of your day. Jobs are good. It doesn't have to be like that with sex. Although you should still wash your hands. And I'm not saying that every sexual encounter needs to be a very long and drawn-out affair where you need to water the plants before you get started, because if you don't, they're likely to have shriveled up before you do. That's not practical. Sometimes it needs to be quick for various reasons that we don't need to get into, especially not until after my public indecency lawsuit's been settled. But it doesn't hurt to treat it more like a fun and playful interaction between two or more people 
rather than hurry up and make me come, get it out of me for fuck's sake. This idea of not focusing on orgasms is probably fairly familiar to anyone who's had to take antidepressants. There are several flavours that have different effects on your sexy bits. One kind just kills all interest. Gone. Those people tend to go and build model train sets or start investing in crypto. Another one lets you keep your sexual desires but stops the memo getting below your waist, as it were. So the spirit is very, very willing. Flesh is disappointing and droopy. Those people tend to take up interesting new hobbies like cocaine and owning all those beta cooks on various gross little forums in disgusting corners of the internet. The one I'm thinking of is the one that everything else works fine, but for whatever reason, it doesn't authorise your little sniper to take the shot, no matter how good the view is or how much his scope is throbbing. It can be really frustrating and difficult to deal with that kind of thing until you stop focusing on the orgasm as the point. Yes, it's a pain, and yes, it is still frustrating, but all the other stuff is lovely, so if you stop being set on the end goal and enjoy the bits you can do, such as thirtling and canoodling and tickling the woolly badger, you can still have a lot of fun. In some ways, it can be even more satisfying. To be honest, even though I'm not on those pills anymore, I still enjoy having a nice long play with myself where it can be fun to just enjoy the sensations without actually finishing myself off. A nice long edging session. It took me a while to get my head around this. Get my hand around this. Oy. I remember when I was younger asking someone what they thought about when they wanked and they said, oh, nothing really. I just enjoy how it feels. And in my head I was like, hippie, watch some porn like everyone else, you weirdo. But now I get it. I can sometimes lose an entire afternoon to a good long edging session, and that is equally good fun when there's someone else or someone's else involved too. Be careful though, as an old column once advised, if you notice your lover has started smoking after sex, use more lube. That was Probably True, the multi-award winning storytelling podcast created to remind all of our queer siblings that we are none of us alone. If you like what you heard and you want me to keep doing it, you can support the show at patreon.com forward slash probably true. I'm not a doctor or a lawyer or a plumber. I mean, I can sort your pipes out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you tired of listening to the same playlists over and over again? Are you ready for something new? Discover the latest music from LGBTQIA musicians on Homo Ground. There's so much music ready for you to devour, like this song by Carl X. What are you waiting for? Visit homoground.com or search homoground on your favorite podcast app. Same ground, different sound. You're on homoground. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.